Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Angel R. Talk, and you are listening to Not Just NYC Talking. The city of New York, Boricua from the Bronx. I got Paul Amadeus Lane with me today. My man. What's up, What's up, up? What you up to, man? Uh, I'm here. Been, uh, been, been working all day, editing. We, um... We did a, a nice event yesterday on uh, Black Lives Matter. Nice, uh, nice panel. Looking forward to getting that up. Tell us who you are, what you do. Like, let everybody know. And mind you, you're usually on the other end of this because you're the one hosting the podcast. So today you're the guest. So you can relax. You don't have to think about questions. You can just chill and tell us about yourself, what you do. What, who's Paul? I am the worst interviewee in the world, but I'll, I'll give it a shot, man. Um, my name is Paul Amadeus Lane. I, I've been in the, the, the media game uh, for about 20 years. Uh, mm. I've worked for several uh, radio stations here in Southern California. Um, I cover tech, I cover entertainment, I cover gaming, cover accessibility issues and content, host a bunch of shows, one of them that, that Angel is the amazing um, engineer on for the United on Wheels podcast. Been a quadriplegic going on 27 years. I'm a gamer. I'm a foodie. I'm a Trekkie. I love Star Wars. So that's kind of like me in a nutshell. Pretty much a nerd. Sounds like you're in the nerd crew with the rest of us. <laughs> you know, hey, you I had never... You see my nerd glasses, man. I got them over there too. I got nerd glasses too. So, yeah. well, it's, 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 we're, we're, we're the cool people today. You know, the, no. we're, we're the cool ones today. There was a time that uh, we were not. We're the cool ones today, you know. Um, That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> also, it should be noted, you, you said you're six foot six. So you're a big boy. Yeah. That, that's what everybody says, man. I look at people eye to eye a lot in the chair, but I was involved in an automobile accident uh, back in 1993. Um, mm-hmm. Right when the impact happened, I was in the back seat. I knew something was wrong. I felt a pop in my chest, uh, mm-hmm. wasn't able to move, and I wasn't driving. I was just a passenger in the car. And that's when I lived in Long Beach. So we were on the 710 freeway, Long Beach, California. And um, it was a five car pileup. Seven people were injured. I was the most severe. Spent about eight months in the hospital. Had all mm. the problems from a collapsed lung. Um, heart stopped for 52 seconds. They only gave me 72 hours to live. Uh, wow. My name had a trach, internal bleeding. You know, I ran the gambit when I was in the hospital. I mean, that's, that's kind of what happened. Wow. And here you are today, rocking and rolling some several decades later. Yeah, that's, man, man, it's, that's something. Man, it's surreal. It's surreal, man. When I look back, it's 27 years, man, and it's like, man, you know, the struggle is real. But I, but I'm glad that, that I didn't give up. You know, that's the, that's mm. the, that's the moral moral of the story. It it, it certainly gives you perspective. Like I, myself, um, now working with you know United Spinal and attending a lot of webinars and attending podcasts and events, I've been learning so much. And, um, you know, you really can, you, you learn to appreciate simple things, you know, that, that, 
you know, that, that most people take for granted that they just don't, you know, I had no idea, for instance, um, when somebody parks in a, in an accessibility space, right. Um, I just thought to myself, oh, this guy's a, you know, was a jerk, you know, mm -hmm. this, that's what the, that's all I thought. Right. But when you realize the, what it does to complicate your life, for instance, if you're, if you're driving your vehicle and like, I had no idea, you know, I just didn't know these things. And as I've been attending the webinars and, and the events and talking with different people, or a lot of the time, you know, I'm just recording the thing. So I'm hiding somewhere listening. I've been becoming exposed to these things. And one of my better performing blog posts was on this topic about parking spaces and why they matter. Cause I just think people don't know, you know, this is why it's good to talk to, to, you know, to share with people cause they just don't know. Like I had no idea um, how Jose would get in and out of his vehicle, how much space he requires and why that big space is what it is. I just didn't know. So these are things that, again, people, you know, you're, you're, your Joe Schmo in the street who's parking in, in your spot or, or, you know, thinking like, Oh, it's nothing, man. They just don't know. So that's why it's good to educate them. You know, um, just, no, I totally agree. You know, what's crazy is, um, before my accident, I was a, a EMT emergency medical technician for LA County. And I worked for a company called six, uh, six named, foot six and you fit in an ambulance. <laughs> Man, it, it was funny, man, you know, and I drove and was an attendant. So we had dual drivers and dual attendants. So whenever mm. I would drive, man, I had that seat all the way back. And whenever I was an attendant, you know, here's big giant getting off the ambulance and everything and, and you know, scaring everybody because I'm this big monster coming out. But, it, you know, I, I never was the type of cat who parked in a handicapped parking space, you know, and it's weird how you got people that they do that. They just have no moral compass and don't understand. And that's right. why today when I see that, it really kind of aggravates me. I have a, some um, acquaintances that I know. Um, he's disabled, his wife is not. And they have a, like a little organization called For the Love of Parking. And what they do is, if they see you parking in the spot, man, they'll put a sticker on your car and they'll have their webcam. And they're like, hi, you're famous now. I'm going to put you on social media. You're parked <laughs> in it. So, so yeah, yeah, you know, looking at what a person goes through, and, and I think, Angel, you touched on a very good, good thing. I think if we do that as, as humans, mm. understand where people are coming from, I think you will see less Twitter beefs. You will see less just uh, hatred out there in the world. But I think sometimes we, we have this kind of myopic view of life I think that life revolves around us and then we can't see the forest, the forest for the trees, you know, because of that. So I think you touched on a very good point about the handicapped parking and how we can really, you know, take that same kind of uh, blueprint and apply that to other facets of life too. And I think the more we understand about people, the more we can, you know, we have less, less of the drama that we see today. Yeah. And, and that applies across everything. Even, um, you know, right now, you know, as you know, um, on the streets, you have people marching for equality. You know, I mean, look at what happened to this gentleman right now. He just became um, a wheelchair user. Now he's going to be a wheelchair user for the rest of his life because 
some overzealous police officers. Um, this is what is people are marching about. Like for instance, look at me. You look at my face. If 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 I don't, si yo no te hablo en español, tú piensas que yo soy blanquito. You would never know that 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 I'm. You know, I'm I'm from Puerto Rico. My my grandmother is what in Latinos we call Afro Latina. She looks like you, but she's from Puerto Rico. You know. Boricua, right? Boricua, right? with the R, Boricua. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Boricua. so so that's my grandma, right? And I I look the way I look. So my, what I'm where I'm going with is is that I walk the street recognizing that I have a degree of privilege. I know it. I I, I experienced it. I experienced it when I was 15 years old, hang, hanging out with with gangbangers. The way I was treated compared to the way my friends who were dark-skinned Puerto Ricans were treated, you know? And this is a point of contention for a lot of people. Like I have a, you know, a, a lot of people tell me, you know, I'm self-hating, you know, that I hate, I hate white people. And stuff. Absolutely not, you know, absolutely not the case. I just acknowledge um, that I myself have a degree of privilege, even though, you know, people can tell I'm Latino or whatever, even amongst the Latino ranks, right? There is the same um, type of racism applies. I, I was in um, Dominican Republic one time and the girl didn't know I speak Spanish. And she was saying um, to one of her coworkers, you know, let me go deal with this guy. You know, we got to treat these uh, blan blanquito means white person in Spanish. You know, we got to treat these blanquitos with extra delicate care. And, you know, and I'm hearing this, you know, the, the, and, I, and, and she didn't know that I could understand her. And then she came over and talked to me smiling and stuff. And I said to her in Spanish, and I understand what you're saying. She just went pale. You know, and, you know, we talked about it. I wasn't trying to cause her any trouble or anything, but, you know, if, if people were, and not to toot my own horn or whatever, but if people were just willing to accept something that I've accepted, that there is privilege in looking like this, you know, in the way the world treats you, um, you know, again, it comes to that, um, what we're talking about with like the, the handicap spots, you know, just understanding, just knowing it. You're not, I, I think the fear is that by acknowledging it, you're giving up the power. Mm -hmm. You're giving up that, yeah. that privilege, so to speak, you know? Um, I think that's a fear people have. Um, and you know, and you know, and, and, and what, what I found out too is they know it, they're just not going to admit to it because uh, maybe belonging to a certain political party, maybe um, not to be ostracized by family and close friends. They, they, mm. they, they know there's a privilege, you know, and, and even like in the black community, when I was growing up, if you was light, as we say, you was light skinned it. If you was light skinned, <laughs> yeah. you know, you know, you got all the, you got all the girls, you know, you got all the opportunities. It wasn't right. until, until, until Wesley Snipes came out that us chocolate <laughs> brothers start, start getting some love. But, but it, it just shows, and even in the disabled community, there's a hierarchy. You know, you'd be amazed how some of us who have achieved a certain status of success uh, being disabled, how some of us have this superiority complex against the rest of us. And that, that really just baffles me. 
you know, how we all have the same struggles, but the, the prejudice still exists even in, in, the, in different pockets of, uh, of the population. And it just, it just goes to show you, man, and, and we're talking about how people are protesting, things like that. Um, and LeBron James said this recently, and, and, it, and it's true. You know, we have to remember that law enforcement officers are human. Mm. They, they get into it with their wives, with their kids, and things like that. Not making excuses, but this is the point I'm trying to make. If you're having a bad day as a law enforcement officer, you sit your butt at home and you don't go out in the streets when you have people's lives in your hand. Because if you are going to allow that anger to, to put you in a situation where you might use excessive force, you got to, you got to sit this one out, Captain. And that's where other people in law enforcement have to step in and be like, and they, they can even apply this even in our medical field. If a doctor's having a bad day, he's a surgeon, his, his, his homie should be like, you know, I'm sorry, you can't do the surgery today. You, your mind's not right. That, mm. That's what needs to happen, you know? And I think if that were to happen, I think you may start to see a de-escalation of a lot of things. But the, the main thing that everyone has to admit is like somebody who has a, a drug problem. Admit there's a problem. There is systemic racism in the United States. There's outright blatant racism in the United States. You know, yes. Getting people to admit that, to yeah. acknowledge it, it's, it's, you know, it's two sides on that one. There's two yeah. sides on that. And some people simply will, you know, they just completely write it off. Like, no, it's not. It's, you know, it's not, it's not. And then there's the other ones who say, yes, it is. No, it's not. It's, and they make it into this right and left thing. And it's, it's crazy because it would appear to me that anybody with, common sense can see it can simply see it and they're like well the statistics say um you know uh that there's more white people who are killed by police than than black people and then somebody's gonna say well if you look at the number of white people to black people and mm. i mean you know i don't trust stats all that much right well, yeah um yeah I, people you know, cheat on stats like yeah, they play golf they cheat when they play yeah. golf so you know, you can you can work the stats, right? Yeah. Um, I go by, and and this may be an error, but I can only go by what I see mm. in real world. And granted, my world is in New York City, so you know, um, in my world, it's a predominantly Latino and Black world with you know white people sprinkled across it, right? Um, but Maybe if I lived in Pennsylvania or if I lived in uh, in certain parts of Texas, my worldview would be different, right? But I can only speak on what I've seen, right? As a person who used to hang out with gang members and a kid who grew up in the in what we call the ghetto, you know, mm -hmm. um, in the 80s and the 90s, I saw what I saw. And I got roughed up by the cops. You know, they, they, they did me mm -hmm. dirty, you know, but compared to my friends um, who were black or Latino that looked black or were darker Latino, you know, I would maybe get a ticket. They would get arrested. You, you, you see the difference? Um, get the hell out of here. You know, get home, stupid kid. Here's a ticket. Whereas that guy, oh, you're going in. You know, just, just I mean, these are the things I saw.
So mm -hmm. it's it's just to me I don't understand how a person can deny it, but I also am aware that maybe this person is in a in a town where there are no black people. So they've never seen mm -hmm. it. So to them it doesn't make no way, that's crazy. You know mm -hmm. the the problem is that they refuse to hear the black person's point that the black person is saying, hey, this is real. And they're based on their limited experience and worldview, they refuse to acknowledge that. That's the problem in the country that for whatever reason, some people for more nefarious reasons will simply not acknowledge it, you know? But I'm using, I'm giving the person the benefit of the doubt that they live in a town where they never seen it. Okay, fair enough. But now I'm telling you this happens. Can, can we talk about it? Can you help me out? Nah, it doesn't happen. That's not true. No way, man. Trump, you know, and this is this is the problem. People don't want to, you know. Yeah. It's wild. And, and you know, you know, Angel, here's like the thing too, where um, even if a person doesn't see it, we have we have all been created with something that that if we don't use it correctly, it'll go away, and that's empathy. Mm. You know, if we don't see another person's pain or feel another person's pain in our heart, we will mm. never ever get to the point where we can understand things like racism, you know, because we, we, we just lack empathy. And I almost quit Twitter the other day. And, yeah. and, and I'll tell you why. Um, Twitter, uh, when I say this, I probably would never get verified, but I really don't care. To me, uh, Twitter, it's only it's only the not just NYC talking podcast. You're safe. Yeah, no Twitter is not going to hear it. You're safe. <laughs> well, well, you know, it's Twitter, I believe. Is a lot of the problem. And when they I don't want to say glorify, but when they um, reward. Hmm. Vile. Divisive talk by giving people blue check marks. It just shows that the more of a fool you act, the more you will get praise and you will get get noticed. And let's face it, Angel, if you and I are hanging out in a restaurant, mm. we start bad mouthing people, what 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 is the what is the owner or the manager gonna do? What are they gonna do? Yeah. We out of there. And get the hell out. <laughs> yeah. And 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 Twitter, they own that space. They can they can say we're not we're not going to hang with this you know we're going to make this an environment where people can have a discussion, but Twitter feeds off of just that hatred man. Look at yeah. look at some of the things that trend. I mean, and it's like it's like people don't even know each other, man. They like they yeah. like about to go to blows, man. You got people losing their jobs because they're so frustrated about a situation and they end up calling people out their name using racial slurs. And now, yeah. now they chicken has been taken off the table because, because of dumbness like that. And it just, I think social media has a lot to do with that, man. Like, uh, even on Facebook, like, I know some celebrities that I'm friends with on, on Facebook. And some of the stuff they would say about, like, protesters, about running people over in the car. Yeah. And I'm sitting up there like, man, you know, I can't get down with you, man. I'm going to have to... I, I unfriend them. I don't follow them no more. But tragedies magnify who people are. You get to find out who they are and find out what's in their heart. And and it's just it's just really sad, really sad. And 
And even like, let's say you and me as a member of the black community, you know, I never want to give the impression that that we ain't got problems either. You know, we the, the community, black community has problems, and and the same problems um, that face every race, we face too. The class distinction, right. thinking we're better than certain people. Uh, we don't want to be extra drama, but we want to recognize, yeah, there may be, you know, you know, other races that that get 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 murdered at the clip that 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 we get murdered by by law enforcement. And recognize that, and I th I think if we recognize the fact when someone says, "Oh, you know, a white person gets killed by the cops," if we as 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 black folks are like, "Yeah, I definitely understand that," and it's sad. So what can we do to stop all that? Correct. And then and then That's exactly that, it. that takes that takes the power out of their hand. Now they're not gonna exactly say, "Oh, oh, you said blue lives matter, black lives matter." See, they have they have nothing to say then. If you say, okay, yeah. how can we work together to stop they this? Shouldn't, they shouldn't be killing you either. Yep. Right? They shouldn't. We're not saying don't just kill black people. We're just saying don't kill anyone, including black people who happen to, from at least my perspective and the perspective of many people across the world in the country, seem to be disproportionately killed. Right? <laughs> So and it's all it's all about understanding what that means, like like black lives. It's not matter. like we're it's not like you're saying, oh no, they can kill white people. No one's saying that. We don't want yeah. that to happen at all. You know, this yeah. we we are saying we don't want it to happen. It's just disproportionately happening to this group of people, and nobody seems to stop it. So this is what leads to that. You know, um, yesterday they spoke about that, you know, how to explain um, Black Lives Matter, you know, the, the, the burning house and the house is not burning. You know, I don't know if you ever saw that meme, you know, and, and you know, the, the person's throwing water on the house that's not burning. What about my house? But this house is burning. So this is a, it's a perfect analogy of, of how to, you know. It's, you know, it, it, and, and it's, it's interesting, like, like, um, when people look, look at look at the Black Lives Matter movement, and and again, you know, most most people who understand the plight of what people are going through, they understand why why people in that movement say that they they're not saying that they're better or worse. They're saying that we're all created equal. But sad to say, some has hijacked that. Even ones who are part of the Black Lives Matter music under the Black Lives Matter uh, movement high, has hijacked that. To do some nefarious things, so I just want to keep it keep it one hundred, you know, with all this, just the facts. But right. then there there are some there there majority are like, no, no, this is what we're saying. Just stop, stop killing us, stop doing this. And here's the thing: I remember I was thirteen years old, and my brother and I we were on our way to the ministry, and we had we had our suits on and everything. So mm -hmm. my my brother was twenty one, I was like thirteen, fourteen. Um, six cop cars got behind us, pulled us over, pulled us out of gunpoint, had us on the ground in our suits. And it just so happened that my mom was running late that day. And my mom pulled up and said, why you got my sons on the ground? All they can say was that my brother had a champagne colored Toyota Celica. All they could say was, oh, a car like this was in a 
in the in a robbery, and instead of an I, it was a T on the license plate. And we all we all know what that meant. You know, they were just trying to trying to pull fit us off. the description. The yeah, vehicle and, fits and, the description. And for us to say that that doesn't exist, that's not that, that's not being truthful. You know what I mean? It, it, it exists. So, yeah. you know, I, I was raised that I love everyone. I don't look down on no one. Mm. Um, has my experiences kind of shaped my view of certain things? Yeah, because I'm only human. But yeah. I work within myself and not not to let those come out and shape my view of my fellow man. But it's it's just it's just really interesting where we're at. And and I'm sorry, man, man is not gonna be able to to straighten this out. It's not, you know, it's gonna take a higher power that's gonna straighten this out because because you know, let's face it, man. Um, man can have the most the the greatest intentions of all. Like 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 Angel, look, let's say if you were President Angel of the United States, you know, you're a good dude. But then you have to worry about everyone else in other parts of the cabinet to make sure that they do what you tell them to do. And it's like, you don't people know if nobody goes. People are going to be fighting me. And people yeah. are going to, some people aren't just not going to like what I say. They're not yeah. going to like what I do. It, it, we're in that kind of a world that it doesn't matter, you know, what you say or do. You're yeah. going to, you know, I, I have put up a post and all I said in the post was, I said a couple of things, but the main takeaway was you cannot eliminate police in New York City. You yeah. cannot eliminate the police. No. We are incapable of behaving or policing ourselves. Yeah. I'm sorry. Look at New York right now. New York City is tripping, man. I had two shootings right around the corner from where I live um, within like a month of each other. Two shootings. I'm, I live in a quiet little neighborhood and and it's, it's, you know, now they're having prostitution, the, the, the gang people are getting shot at. And um, like New York overall, I went in the subway, there was dudes with boom boxes. It felt like the eighties. Wow. Did they have the fat shoelaces too? <laughs> you know, the Adidas, you know, like it yep. felt like I was in the eighties, you know, where's the fila, the fila jumpsuit just, you know, with the Kangol. Like I, I'm, I feel yeah. like I'm in the eighties, man. I was walking, I was walking with my wife and there was these five dudes, a woman and a baby. I'm just walking by them. And one of the guys, he's just mean mugging me. Mm -hmm. And I look at him and I see him mean mugging me. So I'm like, Hey, what's up, brother? How you doing? And he just stays looking mm -hmm. at me. Then there's uh, four other cats. So you got a mixture of like Latino and black guys, you mm -hmm. know, a baby and a woman. So the baby's cute. You know, it's a cute baby. So I said, oh, man, it's so cute. And then the guy just, like, he steps forward. Like, this guy wants to fight. Wow. All I was doing was walking by them with my yeah. wife. And I said, oh, cute baby. And then one of the guys, he goes, uh, yo, my man. And I turn around, and, and I see four guys staring at me. And then it kind of clicked in my head, like, yeah, I'm about to get jumped. You know, like, mm -hmm. like I'm with my wife. I'm about to get jumped, man. And I'm kind of, like, gauging the situation. In my mind... At that point, you're in, right? So you, right. you, you, you know, I alphaed up, you know? I was like, what's up, man? What's going on, guys? How y'all mm -hmm. doing? You know, I just went right into their, the lines yeah. then. And, and I was like, how y'all yeah. doing, man? What's going on, fellas? Like, you know, like, I'm like this, like, what's going on, yeah. guys? Yeah. And, and they're just like, 
you know. Mm-hmm. And um, the guy's like, yo, next time walk around. And I look, and I'm like, in the street? Because they had the, they kind of had the sidewalk covered, mm-hmm. and he wanted me to go to the street and walk mm-hmm. around them in the street so I could get hit by a vehicle. I was, I was like, All right, my man, come on now. Come on. And he just looked at me, and I'm like, y'all take it easy. Y'all have a good day. Meanwhile, the mean mugging guy, he kept mean mugging me, so I was watching him the whole time. But this was just walking to the train, man, to go celebrate yeah. my mom's birthday. I mean, and that can happen anytime, anywhere. But mm-hmm. where I live, you know, it, it's there's no hanging out. There's no people mm-hmm. kicking it in the street. It's It's a residential area with the courts and stuff. So I've never seen mm-hmm. that. But lately it's starting to get to the point where I have to bring out that Bronx mindset of like, mm-hmm. you know, like I'm among wolves and the only way yeah. a wolf survives among wolves is to just, you know, mm-hmm. when they go, if you go, they'll devour you, you know? So that happened. And, and then I was thinking about it and I, I regretted it. Like I, I regretted it because I was with my wife. Yeah. And and I thought about it, and I was like, "Damn, I just, I just inadvertently exposed her to danger that moment, you know. Even though she knows, like I've told her, if you ever see me get into a, with anybody, even if there's five dudes stomping me, mm-hmm. get away, get away and call for help, call the cops or mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. Don't try to help me. You can't help me. Mm-hmm. You, know, you can't you can't save me in that situation. The most you could mm-hmm. do is scream and maybe." You know, you can't help me. Yeah. So get away, call for help. That's the best mm-hmm. thing you can do. So I've told her that. And I've also told my son the same thing. But I regretted it because had that popped off, she was yeah. in close vicinity for me, you know, like, like, and um, I regretted it. But it was that, it was that Bronx, that, 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 that street instinct that just, mm-hmm. it was, it happened so fast, man. Like, I didn't even, you know. She tried to pull me towards the street and I'm like, hell no. You know, like I just, right, I held right, her hand right. and I was like, no, we're walking on this sidewalk. You yeah. know, this is, this is a sidewalk to walk on. Definitely. Yeah. Screw these guys, you know? And mm-hmm. I just kept, mm-hmm. kept walking. And uh, mm-hmm. again, on hindsight, I, I was like, damn, I just kind of created a yeah. dangerous situation. I regretted it. Mm-hmm. And um, I apologized to her when we got to the train. I was like, babe, I'm sorry. And she's like, why? I don't, and I explained to her, I was like, well, mm-hmm. she, she's kind of oblivious because she didn't grow mm-hmm. up in this environment, you know? Mm-hmm. So I had to explain to her like, well, here's what happened. This whole dynamic just went down. And um, mm-hmm. she perceived when I went back and I was like, what's up, fellas? But up until that point, she didn't know what was going on, you know? So I, I had explained to her, one, what I did and, you know, that I was sorry, you know? But the, the main point of that long-winded story is I'm just walking to the train to go visit my mom in New York, and mm-hmm. it's and I got to start flexing up like that. Yeah, it's crazy. You know, it wasn't like that. It wasn't like that not that long ago. This is – it's just recently – I feel like things have gotten really bad since COVID. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ever since yeah. COVID, yeah. things have just – you know, I don't know if it's the same for you out in Cali, but in, mm-hmm. in New York – since COVID, I feel like things have t- in the street, you know, like just in the street, yeah. just general, have taken a turn for the worse. You know, well, I noticed uh, the other day, my wife and I went through a, a drive-through, and we came out. We was in the left-hand turn lane to turn, and there was a car in front of us, and the light turned turned green, and they didn't go yet. 
So the guy in back of us was on his horn, beep, 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 beep. So, you know, we couldn't go until the car in front of us went. So the car in front of us went. So this guy like speeds around us. And then I'm like, what is this fool doing? And then he like gets in front of us to turn right. So I'm like, I'm like, okay. I had to catch myself. Cause I look back in here like, like, well, what's your problem, man? See, he sees a car with the handicap license plate. He doesn't see how big I am. When he saw how big I was, then he kind of <laughs> fell back. But it just goes to show how angry people are. I mean, people are, are angry and it's a dangerous world. And I got to thinking, I was like, what if that dude pulled out a strap and started busting on my car? You know, yeah. I get hit, my wife get hit. And it's just, it's just really crazy. And, I mean, and it's not like you did anything. Yeah. <laughs> You're just, yeah. you were just behind the guy. I mean, yeah. you know, the, yeah, people are just, people are just, you know, really on fire. And I think, you know, and it's kind of like, um, when I got in the radio industry, um, one of my mentors told me, he said, if your owner is operating on the three of one to 10, everyone else will only operate at a one and a half or a two, never as high as the owner. So the reason why I bring that up is when you look at people who are in positions of responsibility, when they don't have any morals, when um, they don't have any empathy, when they are bullying people, what's the, well, what's the masses going to do? You know, they're going to mm -hmm. follow that same, that same personality. We see that today. I mean, look, look, at, look at how many people just show a lack of empathy. You know, with someone being shot, someone being beaten up, and they're laughing about it. So, oh, yeah, he should have did that, you know. It, it's just, it's crazy. It's mind-blowing. The guy has his children in the car. He's just walking to his car. And people still find a way to say, well, he should have complied. You should have complied. It is unbelievable. It and is they never say, and they never mention that police officers are mandated by law not to have excessive force. You know, no one says that. No one says, well, maybe they should have just tackled him. Because, and then, then you'll see like other, other videos of people who are practically running over police officers and the police never pull oh, out a sign. With a machete. Coming yeah. at him with a machete, a knife, and, and you know, and and nothing, you know, um, these mass murderers shooting up churches, you know, um, and they go to Burger off. King and they go to Burger King afterwards. <laughs> it's crazy. How do people not see this? I, I, first of all, I haven't really seen too many black mass murderers, right? <laughs> I don't see many of them. I've never seen one uh going to mcdonald's and i think there was was it in in california the one dude who who they killed like in a house or something they trapped them and it, it, it was oh, i don't yeah. remember the yeah deep. yeah he was an ex uh yeah ex police officer yeah it happened in big bear man yeah i forget his name but they but trapped wasn't him that, in there wasn't they, that they, a black dude yeah, and they, it set it on fire it and guess why he didn't he didn't go to mcdonald's what happened to him mm -hmm. it killed him mm -hmm. You know, but meanwhile, you got all these other guys, Dylan Roof and so on, yep. chilling, you know, yeah. and, and, and again, all, all that's being asked is acknowledge this. People can't yeah. do it. That's all. Yeah. That's all. And, 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 and no one is saying that, that people should get away with breaking the law. Okay, let's just say uh, the, the gentleman who got shot in the back, 
Okay, let's say that he um, uh, should have complied. Okay, arrest him, charge him. Don't be judge, jury, and executioner. Right. You know, that's, that, that is the issue that people don't, don't understand. Oh, going he was going. He, he went to the car to get his gun, though. So you know, we had to shoot him because we didn't know he was about to grab his gun. Yeah. Come on now. You know. Yeah, you already you already had your guns drawn. You could have tackled him. You know, you yeah. tackle him, subdue him. You know, it's like they have. You know, and I think it's sometimes the way they program. It's you know, speaking on police officers, like you know, like you mentioned before, they're humans. They have PTSD, so they need very mm -hmm. special mental health treatment. Mm -hmm. They need to be, you know, they need to be a, a evaluated. They need to be um, checked. They need to be treated. You know, um, even, even um, training needs to be much, much higher, mm -hmm. a much higher level of training. Um, mm -hmm. You have to check their personalities, make sure they're not mm -hmm. bully nature. And you also, mm -hmm. in addition to bully, which is one extreme, they can't be fearful. No, they can't be fearful because I know I can't be a cop mm -hmm. because I'm I'm a a, a, a a anxious person. I grew mm -hmm. up in the South Bronx, and if I see five mm -hmm. guys, whether they're black, white, Latino, mm -hmm. Asian, if I see five guys walking towards me, I get anxious. Mm -hmm. I get nervous. Mm -hmm. If I have to walk into the projects. I get mm -hmm. nervous because I know what happens when I walk towards five guys. I had like. I don't know whatever. If I think they were Vietnamese, five dudes walking mm -hmm. towards me and they beat the crap out of me. They jumped me in, in the Bronx. You know, I had white dudes jump me. I have black dudes jump me. You know, somebody told me, Angel, you know, you say Black Lives Matter, but but would you still say that if, if a black person did something bad to you? Dude, I grew up in the South Bronx. I look white. Mm -hmm. I was getting the crap beat out of me all the time mm -hmm. by black dudes. I was getting jumped all the time. I was getting jumped all the time by Latinos and Puerto Ricans. You know what mm -hmm. left me alone? The Dominicans. Dominicans mm -hmm. never bothered me. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. They're supposed to be the Puerto Rican mortal enemies. Mm -hmm. Dominican dudes never bothered me. Puerto Rican guys and black guys. And even so, I still say it because those individuals that, that beat my butt back then, Mm -hmm. Those specific individuals, mm -hmm. I don't like. I don't like them. They were violent to me. They were not good people. At mm -hmm. least then. Maybe they've evolved and changed today. I don't know them anymore, right? But back then, those individuals were bad. But do mm -hmm. I then label and judge mm -hmm. an entire group of people because of the actions of, of this one guy mm -hmm. who took my gold cap right out of my mouth? Nasty oh, dude, nasty he guy. Grill. He took, he took it and put it right in his mouth. And and my mom wasn't having it, so my mom made me go to every door of all the known guys who robbed me, including him. He came to the door wearing my grill, and wow. and she was like, "Is that one yours?" And I was like, "No, nah, that's not it." You know, because mm -hmm. what am I gonna do? What 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 mm -hmm. is my mom gonna do with this guy? He ain't gonna mm -hmm. do nothing, you know. But that's him that individual. Mm -hmm. So am I supposed to then say, well, you're black. You're just like him. I don't like you. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and am I supposed to say that about one of my closest friends? Well, you know what? We're boys and you're my close friend, but you're black. You're just like him. No, you know, mm -hmm. like it doesn't work that way. You know, yeah. the same, I, I apply the same logic to police. Now, some mm -hmm. people get on me about that, 
But I mean, I, I apply the same logic. Like I, well, I had that cop that, you know, I lived in one in a block. They put up a precinct that came long after I'd been living on that block for years and years. I was standing near the precinct and this cop came and slammed me up against one of the vehicles, wow. slapped me in the head, frisked me and accused me of trying to steal the cars from there. And I said, officer, you know, I, I'm just waiting for a friend. And he's like, you talking back, boy? You talk uh, and no, sir, absolutely not. I, I, I respect you, you guys. You guys protect us. He's like, boy, are you still talking? You know, and I wasn't saying anything remotely bad. I was saying, no, you protect us. We, you know, I was a kid at the time. Never disrespected a cop. Never, you know. I was like, absolutely not. You know, officer, I'm just waiting for some friends. He's like, you got any tools on you? Because you got anything you could poke me with? I'm going to find it. And I'm like, hey, I got nothing. And 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 he's like, oh, you know, and, you know, rough me up, check, and then told me to get the hell out of there. Meanwhile, this is my block where I grew up, where I play as, you know, as a kid. And that cop was a bully. That was a bad cop. Mm -hmm. That guy was looking. He was looking to beat my ass. He said, you want to go inside? Pointing towards the precinct, you know? And I was like, uh, well, no, sir. I don't, I don't understand mm -hmm. what you're saying. Oh, you're a smart mm -hmm. ass. Like, I genuinely had no idea what this dude was beefing with me about. But in his mm -hmm. mind, he thought I was trying to, you know, steal car parts and stuff and rough me up. And, you know, I, I mean, I wasn't happy about it, but I, I didn't, uh, you know, um, I don't hold it against all cops, but I think there is a systemic problem within the the police departments and the organization. Yeah. You know, it's the fear that if they give up that protection one day, they might need it and they won't have it. Mm -hmm. That's I think that's the bottom line. You know, that um, listen, if I turn on this guy and crucify him, then I will take away that blanket of safety that I have. You know, yeah. I think that's what it all comes down to when it comes to police officers who you know, they call that thin blue line. They stay quiet and, you know, good thing was that a lot of people, uh, a lot of officers spoke up about George Floyd, mm -hmm. you know? Okay. So you've, you've been involved with, um, Sony. I've seen something with Android. Um, I mean, <laughs> you've been working with all these, all these tech tech companies that that's pretty dope. Like what, what do you, what are you doing with them? With uh, with Android and Google, they did like a little um, three-minute movie on me about Paul plus voice access. Oh, so I saw they, that. They, they came out and uh, took about three days of shooting at my house and also at the Abilities Expo. And just me using voice access and everything. So that that's what that was. It was pretty cool. And then with Sony PlayStation, I uh, worked with them on some accessibility issues on video games. So that's, mm -hmm. that, that's pretty cool because I'm a gamer myself. So, so I love that. And, and just, yeah, that, that's just it, bro. <laughs> and there's some, there's some cool perks with that, right? Like you get to check out the games. You're actually helping yeah. them in, in, I guess, in the designing of the games, right? Cause you're telling them what, oh, yeah. what you can use, how they can. Yeah. That's pretty cool. So you get early access and yeah, yeah it's pretty dope. <laughs> Well, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, they have me under so many NDAs, I can't never talk about it. But since, uh, you know, the projects that ha I have worked on, you know, it's really cool to see 
uh, the beginning stages of it and them asking you what will make gaming more inclusive for you. So right. that's uh, so that that's kind of the pretty cool thing, you know, about that. And the the Google Android thing, that was that was really 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 a treat being a part of that. And, and yeah, just, that looks pretty good. It's it's right on your website, right in the front. front yeah, it's front on of your website. website. It's from yeah. center. If you go on my Twitter page, it's my pinned tweet on my on my Twitter page and stuff too. So so once you check it out, and even on my Facebook page, you know, I have it on there too. Hmm. Yeah, it's pretty cool stuff. Like, uh, you know, I get I get invitations on occasion to read books before they come out and um, to check out shows and stuff. And it's always nice to kind of get an early, mm -hmm. you know, because of what we do with the, you know, the the podcast, the blogs yeah. and stuff. It's pretty neat to get involved with that kind of stuff. I used to um, do a lot of stuff with with Yelp, um, but. Um, I stopped participating and contributing. That's actually why I created my own blog because Yelp kept pulling my reviews. Mm. So, you know, um, and granted sometimes I was a bit harsh. So I guess I understand that, but it would have been nice to have been warned, you know, so yeah. they would just pull the review and I would lose the content. So I spent hours writing and maybe uh, one of the restaurants pays them. They pulled the review. You oh know? yeah. That's, that's what you know, I hate. It's not they're not they're not keeping you know, it real, man. Right, right. You know, they 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 actually call uh restaurants and say, Hey, we'll give you a better placement or we're mm -hmm. gonna bury you or whatever, depending on uh whether or not you, you pay them and stuff. So it bothered me that they were doing that, but it also bothered me that they kept pulling my, my writing. Mm -hmm. You know, which which I I you know, I take pride in my writing and Fortunately, I kept backups of it. I had a, I had my data elsewhere, but I realized that why am I giving them content that they, mm -hmm. they're censoring it, they're pulling it, they're playing favorites with restaurants who pay them, and that's how I ended up creating NYC Talking in 2012, because of that. And I started originally as a restaurant review site, mm -hmm. and uh, then I I started doing more things in there, you know. <laughs> so that's cool. See. And, and that's what we notice. Like when we get frustrated, we get creative. And mm. and the fact that you created your own thing, I mean, that just shows, man. If Yelp want to be dirty um, and hey. not being, you know, not keeping it real, you know, hey, you go ahead hey, and build I'm, your thing. I'm I'm sure that Yelp has uh survived just fine without me. Without you, <laughs> <laughs> but but you know what? If it's yeah. a bunch of if there's a bunch of angels that leave, they won't. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. You know, it's just, just, I was just bothered that, uh, you know, yeah. I, I mean, at least tell me, Hey, we're going to pull this review and I would save mm -hmm. it or whatever. But fortunately I always kept copies of my writing. I didn't, you know, but after that I no longer, you know, I no longer gave them content, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. they couldn't be trusted. You know, I got, I got an idea that, um, I, I came up with a while ago. Um, I'm gonna let you pick a theme, all right? It's a little game, and I've been I've been thinking of whether or not I should do this at all because I don't know if um, I get in trouble because I'm using songs that are not mine, you know. But it's just little snippets that I've been doing. So so far I haven't gotten in trouble, and if I ever get big enough that it matters, I'll just remove them. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I'll just I'll just edit them. So I'll give you a choice of themes. 
two themes that we could work with. Um, or you want me to mix it up? Tell me what you want. I'll let you choose. I have, uh, I have wrestling, and I have TV shows. You you want to go? You want to pick a theme? Yeah, let's go with TV shows. TV shows, okay. Because I've been I've just been picking up rent. Like like I heard a song, and I was like, oh, this would be kind of awesome for a game. So I'm gonna play a snippet. And uh, let's see if you if you can catch it. All right, so we're gonna go with the theme of uh, TV. <laughs> All let's right. do it. All right. Uh, okay. Let's do this. That is <laughs> no I way. Dream of Genie. Oh I dream my of Genie. god! What that quick? Yeah. Whoa! Oh yeah! 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 Oh, this is going to be a challenge then, huh? You, you came to play. Oh, <laughs> man, yeah. caught it with like two notes. And, I and I, I, tune and two notes. <laughs> I did it as a joke, too. I just did those two just to mess wow. with you. And you caught it anyway. Okay. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. All right, here we go. Bitty Hill, man. Oh, my God. Oh, snap. Okay. <laughs> All right, all right. We're going to have to get a little. Mm. All right. This is kind of a theme, but it might deviate. I'll, I'll play it anyway. Okay. Well, you know what? I think this one I got to skip a little bit because it's the, like, okay. you know, one of those silent intros dum, dum, oh, yeah. where you don't hear anything. And to be fair, this isn't a TV team show. It's more of a film song from within a film. I'll give you that. I'll give you that hint. It's a song from within a movie okay. that pretty much became iconic. Just that one. All right, let's try again. Is it a comedy? Uh-uh. It's from the 80s. Drama? I'll, I'll, I'll give you even more details. It's, okay. it's about vampires from the 80s. Oh, bad boys. Like, I, I think you're on the right track, but you're thinking of the wrong film. Because Bad Boys is Will Smith and Martin Lawrence. Oh, uh, Lost Boys. <laughs> Lost Boys, Lost Boys, Lost Boys. Now, now, do you remember where from the movie, or was that a guess? Maybe be that honest. That was a guess. That was a guess. Okay. okay. Yeah. So it's, that was it's, a good one. There's a scene in the movie where there's a saxophone player. So mm -hmm. the name of this thing, they call it the, the crazy sax guy. And it was, was just iconic, you know. But that wow. that kind of that that was unfair to kind of yeah, yeah, you know that yeah. wasn't a TV team show. It's just I just love the song, so I wanted to squeeze it in there. Yeah, you got me, you got me on that one. <laughs> you know, but I, I can't fully take that one because you know it broke it broke protocol. So all yeah, right, yeah. let's I got another one. Mash, man. Oh man, dude. Uh, maybe I'm making this too easy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's a Three's Company. Love Jack Tripper. I love Mr. Roper, man. You know, you know the show. Him, the show yeah. went. The show went down when they got rid of Mr. Roper, man. They got Mr. Furley on that, man. Mr. Roper, man. His character was. So... Oh man, I think I'm gonna watch some of that tonight. I think yeah, I'm gonna I watch some it. of that tonight. Yeah. That was such a great show. Yeah, the Regal Beagle. Hey, man, you know who was fine on there, man? Janet was fine, man. I don't care what nobody said. Everybody was, oh. was like that. Everybody was like head over heels with Chrissy. No, Janet was fine, man. I love mm. Miss Janet. <laughs> yeah, she was beautiful. 
Oh, she yeah. is beautiful. I, you know what, man? You're catching these so easy that couldn't bring anything that's at your level. Um, I'm looking at them right now, and I'm like, this is all, watch this. Now, different strokes, man, <laughs> Mr. D. What you talking about, Willis? Oh, man, I watch this every night, man, on Hallmark <laughs> Channel, man. Golden Girls, man. <laughs> Golden Girls, man. Uh, Dorothy, Dorothy. These are, these are classics, and you, you I guess... I, I don't think I'm gonna be able to. I'm trying. You know, I'm trying channel five shows, channel eleven shows. <laughs> here's a here's one that maybe you might not have seen. I don't know, um, because I I would have figured the song just because of the theme, but mm -hmm. I didn't know that this was their song. Maybe I, let me see if you got this one. Dukes of Hazard, man. Oh wow, even that one. Holy crap! Yeah, man. Cletus <laughs> and Enos and. And Bo and Luke Duke, oh, Daisy, man. Daisy messed me up when I was younger, man. Daisy had it going on, man. The Daisy Duke song, come on, baby, get those daisies. Is, is that where Daisy Duke song. That's where is it came from. Is that where the name come? That's where it oh, came from. Oh, man. I, I had no, Daisy Duke song, man. Uh, yeah. I had no idea. I do, when you just said that, I just it just kind of clicked in my head, like, yep. is that where the name originated from? Yep. Huh. And she was actually in the video, too. Daisy Duke. Or, yeah, Google it. Yeah, I want to check that out. Mm -hmm. All right, let me let me bring you out of the eighties. Ah, uh, yeah, I think taking you out the eighties might might be the trick. Uh, let me let me put a little bit more. Okay, uh, maybe you got to hear the intro again. I'm gonna bring the intro back. Yeah, you got me, man. <laughs> got I had me. to bring you. I had to bring you away from the eighties. That was it. Breaking Bad. Oh, see, I. Never, never you never seen, seen that one? Never All right, then, then you'll never get that one. Yeah, Breaking Bad. You got me. Uh, all right, let me let me throw you a bone then. Kryptonite, man. You got my kryptonite, man. See? Hold up, hold up. You yeah. never seen The Office? No. What? You ever watched that yeah. show at all? Okay. Never watched wow. it. Oh my goodness. I I think I got you. Then the, the yeah, I'm going 90s. down. I think this is where I'm gonna get you over here with these. Yeah. Uh, how about this one? This one, I don't know. Got me. You never saw Game of Thrones? Nah. See, I never. Oh. See, it was funny, man. I didn't realize how much I didn't know theme music about '90s and and the two thousands, man. That's crazy. Game of Thrones is is it just finished like a couple yeah, years ago? I know it's like iconic, man, but never seen the episode, man. Oh man. That's crazy. All right, all right. I might have you. All right, this one. Come on, come on. Walking Dead? See, never seen you You've never watched you don't you don't watch no current TV shows, man? What's going on? You know what? Uh let me see. You know what? I watch a lot of sci-fi stuff. So like like WB stuff like Flash, uh Black Lightning, uh The Hundred, you know, but yeah, you, you, man. you got off you got off started real good, but I, I'm gonna bring I it know. back. I'm gonna bring it back to you. All right, DuckTales, man. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. That's so funny. Oh, man, that's hilarious. I I mean, I can't give you... Oh, that's the monsters, man. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? Man, these things, yeah. they just, they just like, going through them, yeah. they just feel good songs to yeah. to, to listen to. They, they're, they're like, like, really, uh, really cool stuff, man. It's good music. Funny stuff. All right. Uh, <laughs> I took it out of the shows. I took it out of the, uh, did, the TV man. shows. Like, 
I mean, but but you didn't get that song, right? Like you didn't recognize yeah. it. Like, all right. Did did you watch wrestling at all ever? Yeah, I, you know, I, in stages, like I used to watch it when McMahon was was a referee. That's how far back I go. And then I stopped watching it for a while. Then I picked it up again with WCW with Ernest the Cat Miller and and also uh, Booker T and uh, DDP. Uh, mm. And then I stopped yeah. and I, I haven't picked it up since. Hmm. So, I, I only watched like during like the, the like the Hulk Hogan era, right? Like that that era when Hulk Hogan was Hulkamania, Hulk Hogan, yeah. like that era. That's the only one, uh, you know. Like okay, yeah, uh, Macho Man, <laughs> Macho Man. <laughs> See, you get me now. I got my Achilles heel now, man. Ultimate Warrior. Oh man, yeah. so awesome! That, that hypes me up. That song gets me like like I just want to throw things. You know, like, That's I want to throw things and, and break things, you know. <laughs> it just amps me up. Your wife was funny, man. She's looking at you like, dude, would you just sit down? Yeah, she doesn't She doesn't like participating in my antics. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't That's like funny. to participate. Cool, bro. I appreciate you coming on the podcast and chatting and, you know, taking time out of your day. Um, if people want to connect with you on social media, um, you know, if they want to see – see um, any of your shows, listen to any of your shows, you know, let everybody know how they can find you and, uh, you know, rock and roll, brother. All right. Easiest way to find me, Paul Amadeus Lane. Um, that's Twitter, Facebook, my website, my IG, and the easiest way to uh, spell that, one of my old producers said it, Paula made us, Matt, Paula made us Lane. So it's P-A-U-L-A. M-A-D-E-U-S-L-A-N-E. Yeah, Paula Amadeus Lane. I'm Amadeus. That's funny. Yeah. You know, yeah, my, my, handle, <laughs> my handle for a long time was Erotimus. So when I noticed Amadeus, oh, that caught my attention. I love it. Yeah, I use Erotimus. I, I still have it on some platforms, but I always have to spell it for people, just like you had to spell it. You know, people don't don't know how to spell it. So yeah. I said, well, you can't mess up Angel R. Talk. Yeah. <laughs> you can't mess yeah. up Angel Because I'd be like, Erotimus. They're like, Amadeus? Artemis? Yeah, Artemis? A-R-T-E? No. A-Rod Omis. A-Rod Omis. You know? <laughs> now, is it is it is it Angel or Angel? That's our inside joke, right? Remember that? <laughs> you talk to me in Spanish? Angel. Talk to me in English? Uh -huh. Angel. The city of New York, Boricua from the Bronx. www.nyctalking.com Please follow Angel R. Talk on Twitter and Instagram. Please like NYC Talking on Facebook. Thanks for listening.